So here we are, another episode of Yo Soy. We have Rodrigo Morales sitting with me. He's actually my co-host today and all days. He's my assistant. Actually, Rodrigo and I go way back. We actually, I met him when he was 14. We made a movie together yeah. called A Gallo de Oro. A Gallo de Oro. He told me he wanted to be a movie star. So I said, hey, you want to join us? We're making a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In that time, I, I used to want to be uh, an actor. Uh, also, I broke some with girls. Yeah. Thanks. So I want to be in a movie and pick her and make a, some kind of gel. Oh, you want to be jealous, huh? <laughs> we know that one. That's a good part. Well, you know what? That's one way of doing it. Another way is uh, to make sure that you uh, just do good good work. You were in a Netflix movie, too. Yeah, yeah, it was in a movie, 2020. Um, I I made a movie with a um, Mexican director. The movie is Asphalt and Goddess. Asphalt and Goddess, yes. Asphalt Goddess. Asphalt Goddess. <laughs> How do you say it in Spanish? Eh, La Diosa del Asphalt. Ah. So that was a fun experience, and you were you were a bad guy in that in that movie, right? Yeah, I was a bad guy, and yeah, it was a really great experience. It was my first experience at stage and and from the camera, and also with uh, uh, very good actors. Yeah, yeah. opposed to me, I wasn't a good actor. No, <laughs> you watch your work. I understand English too. He was <laughs> was a great actor. I mean, these guys uh, made a lot of theater before. Yeah. before a fears that that just teasing. <laughs> but so now in Mexico City, and uh, I've been doing this podcast, Yo Soy, and uh, the name actually came up with Rodrigo. Uh, I remember we made it. We made some hats. We made some merch because that's what you do in the world. So you can go to our major domo major domo list dot com website, and you can find our merch as well as you can find our products in the uh, i just forget the name what's it called again um Albertano. Uh, sube mercado sube s-u-b-e mercado and you'll see it on our landing page and you can buy stuff that we found here unique in mexico yeah inventory will be changing all the time but today we want to talk about an interesting subject yesterday i uh, rodrigo was busy because he's working on a, a project in 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 his city where he grew up, called Roma, Roma Norte. Yeah, yeah, Roma Norte. And he's actually working on an apartment so he can, in fact, uh, rent it out if he wants or live in it in a nice place. And one of the things that happened, I thought it'd be a great story to talk about today, because we're talking about reform in Mexico, things in Mexico from an American perspective and a Mexican, it's on both. And from a Mexican perspective, because he's Mexican, <laughs> he grew up in Roma. And uh, he has a little history in here, or actually his whole life here. And we thought it'd be a great idea to talk about what's going on. One subject matter I talked about that we're not going to talk about today was um, uh, justification. Yeah. Cliff and I have had a lot of conversations on justification. But today, I decided I wanted to talk about something different. <laughs> I want to talk about what's happening with the uh, President, Presidente Andres Manuel Arbo. Uh, and Adman Renlo Pesoran. Oh, yeah. Amlo. <laughs> I just say Amlo's. I can't say it all. Um, and more importantly, we're talking about the energy reform. And right now, there's a big spike between the United States, Canada, and Mexico because Mexico, when they created the, the 
North is called NAFTA at first, and now it's called some other agreement. I don't know what it's called. USMCA. Uh, that was negotiated with the last president of the United States. Uh, but the first one starts way back from Clinton. I have a huge history with Clinton, not myself, but from politicals. My brother worked with political sides. Anyways, long story short, I won't go into that. But I wanted to talk about the alleged foreign forum. Last year, or was it this year? This year, it went for vote. Yeah, and it failed. Yeah, it failed. It doesn't have enough, enough um, ammunition behind it. I believe that I understand why it failed. I think it was failed on purpose. Uh, but we're not going to go into that, right? I'm going to go into a story. And I, when I was talking to Rodrigo today, he was giving me, telling me a story. He actually called me in panic because something happened in his apartment and he didn't know what to do next. What happened was his, his, his gas was turned off. His yeah. gas was turned off. And so as he started revealing the story to me, I became fascinated by the story. When he came to, back to my place, to our studio here, he started telling me more of the story. And then I said, we need to do a podcast because I want to talk about this. The electrical reform, uh, yesterday I did a small video talking about the electrical reform and how um, people are starting to say, wait a second, electricity, gas, power, anything that touches the people is a critical element of life in that country. Yeah. So it's a national security concern. It's a true natural security concern. And if the government doesn't protect that from the people, then other countries can control that people. Okay. For example, what people don't know is Walmart, it's a huge conglomeration in the United States. It's bought land all over the country. And the reason why he's bought, he's bought this land not to build new stores is because underneath that land is natural water. Yeah. So he's selling their resources. Under the wells. Some states like California are getting wise to that. So they're charging anybody. If you have land and you happen to have natural water underneath you, they're starting to charge you for your own water. So now you see government controlling private enterprise in the United States, which we thought of always was precious. Now in Mexico, that's not the same. In Mexico, the government owns all the buildings when it boils down to it. You know, you live in a building that's, you know, probably 100 years old, okay, it's older. And when the gas was turned off, I want you to tell me in your own words what happened when the guy knocked on the door and you couldn't turn on the gas. Tell me what happened. Well, the guy arrives and he going to, to my room and see all of the full installation. And he came back to, to my apartment and he tells me, and well, your installation is good, but uh, unfortunately, we we can turn on your your gas. And I said, why? And the same you because you have your boiler inside your bathroom, and that's why that's was like um I I I <laughs> that boiler has been there like uh, ten years ago. So um, what's the trouble? So they made me um, recontract, made a new agreement with them to turn on my gas. Um, and also they made me uh, move my boiler from another place. And they got to charge me every month uh, 
a price for, for that work. So, so let me get this straight. A month ago, you had gas in your apartment and there was no problem. Yeah. Uh, you're paying your bill if Tony could afford it. And then all of a sudden it got disconnected for various reasons. And now you have to pay for a gas company that's now a private gas company, right? It's not Mexican government now. It's a private company. Spain. So in Spain, it's a company from Spain that now is charging him to turn his, his gas back on when it was working perfectly a month ago. Yeah. So let me explain a little bit why we're having this, this discussion. Let's first go back to who owns the infrastructure. The building is owned by the government. They lease it to you guys, or however it happens, they lease bought a long-term lease from it, correct? Yeah. Your mother did, your family's did, and you've been living there since you were a little kid, since you were a baby, right? Yes. Now, so, so construction work was done on it. You guys fixed Somebody fixed it. So you're using it. Then all of a sudden, the electricity, the, the gas gets turned off, and now you have to pay more money to get it redesigned so that it meets the requirements of this private company that now you have to pay gas to. Yeah. See? This is my problem. This private company uh, was, was this deal with Pinieto from 2012 to 2018. He struck a deal with these private companies to privatize certain industries. And it, this, is what, this is what Amlo's fighting for. Against. He doesn't want the privatization of these utilities that are basis structure for all of Mexicans. Yeah. Okay. Everybody needs gas so they can have hot water in their apartment. Everybody needs electricity so they have electricity into the apartment. Everybody needs these certain infrastructure things that you're paying taxes for. Correct? Yeah. The government, you are paying taxes for something. Okay? So clearly what Pete Neto did was pretty smart for the government. Because now the government isn't paying for anything. Even though you're paying taxes to them. Yeah. Because what's happening is they've... The politicians in Mexico, just like they do in the United States, have set policy by working with private companies to privatize certain commodities, necessities that you need to survive as a Mexican. And now when you have to do an upgrade, not because you have to, because the government's forcing you. I know when he first called me, he said, well, you know, because the government rules. And I started laughing, I'm like, what well, if the government rules? But those rules were initiated because who's, ma- who's making the money? Then when he told me the gas company came back and says, oh, we got to switch deals. You, Rodrigo. <laughs> for $59.99 a month, pesos, you have to pay for this upgrade we're going to give you that you don't need. But because the government mandated it and us as the good guys are going to help you fix. Yeah. How do you feel? So, like, he's a good guy? I feel like uh, like uh, an assault. <laughs> an assault? He's, he's assaulting your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 10 pesos at a time, okay? <laughs> and you know what's the Mexican wage? 120 pesos, okay? And if you're paying 120 pesos a month to fix this thing, when we find out tomorrow, that's going to be highway robbery, and you will be insulted. Yeah. Insulted and assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> Double assault. Double assaulted. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I, I'm going to get out of a matter that people don't like a lot, but I really criticize this mayor from Mexico City a lot. I mean, you don't agree necessarily, or I do agree. The issue is this. 
She's building this train that goes through Mexico, and I call it the train to nowhere. That money, those billions of pesos that can use to build that train in nine months so she has something good to show so she can try to run for president, okay? And she's done something for Mexico, and her react shows that she's done nothing for Mexico. Because those billions of dollars could easily pay for this guy's gas improvements. <laughs> but instead, they devised a way the government has to stick it to the Mexican deployments. Because they let this Pinineto with bunnies in his pocket. He's in, he's in Spain. Right. Yeah. He's in Spain with 500 million pesos, I heard. <laughs> okay. Hey, Pinineto, send him some money. He <laughs> needs some money. Okay. Yeah. They have gas plates. Please. He's even asking nicely. <laughs> okay. So here we have a solution that the government gave the Mexicans that isn't a solution. In fact, it's only a solution for the government. So now every peso that he pays for taxes okay. is not going to helping him in his crisis of getting hot water to take a shower. It's not helping him in his crisis to have water he can drink from the tap. It's not helping him with maybe building out this infrastructure inside a building that the government ultimately owes yeah. to break the building and everybody living in this area, especially in Roma. Roma is a highly gentrified area. We never will talk about that right now. This podcast will get forever. But it's a highly gentrified. I do remember, though. I do want to talk briefly about it. Okay. When I first met Rodrigo, and um, I met him at that, that fountain. What was the fountain called? Place uh, Rio de Janeiro. Okay, it's a beautiful fountain. In fact, I found out just recently that fountain was only three ever made and that France sent it to, to, um, to, to Mexico as a peace offering. Okay. Yeah, friendship and culture. It's a statue of date. Okay. Um, when I met him there, soon thereafter, I actually met his parents and we went out to eat in, in the Roma area. We yeah. some tacos, tacos, of course. We're <laughs> Mexican and we always eat tacos. Anyway, so I had some, some tacos. And six or seven years later, when I came back, Roma, I couldn't identify anymore. I was like, where's that taco stand we ate at? You know, it's just so different and yeah. costly. I remember that night, that only cost me like, couple hundred pesos okay and then we all ate your brother your little brother your father everybody that was the rich man 200 pesos okay now they're saying no it cost me 800 pesos easily okay <laughs> so what i'm saying is here in mexico city there's a lot of change going the transformation government is acting more like the american government the politicians are thinking more like political politicians where the where they find and devise ways to stick it to the mexican yeah. Okay. Where they're actually in this particular case, but all Rodrigo wanted to do was to turn on his electric, his, his gas, so he could actually maybe rent the place or do something with the place. And all of a sudden, he just live in it. He can't. He has to take cold, hot showers in my place. Nice <laughs> studio. But that's part of the deal. That's okay. But the reality is, what's happening is the government is going in transition. Yeah. We have politicians like Seinbaum for a globalist who talk about things like green energy, but in the same instance, when Mexicans need them to help, they're not there to help. In fact, oh yeah, there is that private company is there to help, to charge him more money, okay, uh, to improve the Mexican infrastructure that he has to pay out of his old pocket plus his taxes, and today he still has no hot water. Yeah, that's, 
basically that happens. <laughs> so the Mexicans right now. The Mexicans right now. Yeah, it's a serious issue. Can you think of other issues just like that that you see happening? Yeah. It, it, it's a place called fear in Mexico, Iztapalapa. Um, there have a issue in the gas prices because I think two, two months ago, um, the gas, the gas has uh, the most highest uh, prices in the history. Oh, really? Yeah, it cost us around four months ago, like uh, 10, maybe 9 pesos, and goes to the 15, 17. Oh, wow. May almost the double price. So, um, in that area, the government built um, a state company okay. called the Gas gas for, for, for El Villanestar. So gas, it, it gas for the wealth. For the wealth? Yeah, for the wealth. How does that work? Um, and they sell the gas in that, in the full area. They put away the, the private companies and they take it over. Take it or stop it. Yeah. To stop the price gouging. Yeah. How price gouging. Price gouging. Yeah. Once again, one of the fallacies in the United States is that government is not there to help the citizen, although government's supposed to be there to help the citizen. In Mexico, we're seeing a transition where half the government wants to help the citizen, but the other half likes the money it has in their pocket. <laughs> They're not so willing to help the citizen. And unfortunately, those, both those people are politicians. And there's a lot of conflict. In fact, when AMLO's rules or laws about reform, electrical reform, it wasn't just electrical, it was all reform. It was killed. It was killed by the same politicians who were trying to run for, for president when he's gone. So it's ironic that they said, oh, we're going to leave it till next time. Well, you're going to leave it till next time because you're not going to solve the problem because you don't want to solve the problem. Because it was available to you to solve. And Rodrigo's example is example of what I'm talking about. Here we have a situation where a young millennium aged Mexican, educated, who's trying to make better in his life, level himself up from his family beforehand, and he's stuck. He's stuck having to pay things now that the generation for him didn't have to pay because Steve Neto wanted to make some laws and no politician after him was willing to fix those laws so that the Mexican doesn't have to get stuck. Yeah. Pay for infrastructure that they do not even own. See, that's the biggest crutch here. In the United States, we improve infrastructure. The theory is that, well, you're going to own it, only makes it better for the next time you sell it. Well, you're not selling anything else. Then. <laughs> because the government owns it. You may lease it to somebody else for a short period of time to make a little markup. But that's about it. So the reality is these American ideas do not work in New Mexico. Because the basis is not the same. And that's the problem. And Rodrigo's examples is, is just one of many that I see as I'm walking through Mexico City all the time. I didn't want to make this podcast too long, but I wanted to introduce you to Rodrigo. I talked to him very much. And he's my sidekick in Mexico. And he speaks fluent Spanish when I sleep fluent tacos. <laughs> and I cook, though, and he's happy. <laughs> and the reality is, this is the 
podcast about electrical reform. We didn't talk about it explicitly, but we talked about it in real world of how it's impacting Mexicans. In future podcasts, Rodrigo will be here. We'll talk about more subject matters. And more importantly, to support us, we do majordomolist.com and make sure to go to our website, look at the stuff that we're doing, look at our podcast, and more importantly, join us the next time we have a podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. See ya. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.